30 degrees now in Lynchburg, 28 in Roanoke and Bedford and Danville, 32 in Salem, uh, 27 in Amherst, 31 in Appomattox. We are the Morning Jam. I think they're probably going to put this up maybe on loop at Disney because uh, now Disney is saying you better behave yourself when you're at the park because if you don't, there's going to be trouble. Disney has been having an uptick in fights. They have gone viral. Some of the photos uh, have videos. Both Disneyland and Walt Disney World have updated their websites with sections warning park goers, you better show respect to all other guests and cast members. They're saying you better be on your best behavior. Uh, the added courtesy sections to the no before you go reminds guests that inappropriate behavior will result in being kicked off the property. For California park goers, the warning reads, we ask all who come to this happy place to treat others with respect, kindness, and compassion. To help guests have a safe and enjoyable experience, we regularly update our Disneyland resort rules. How sad that you have to put this up for grown people. Additionally, in the property rules section, the park asks guests show common courtesy to other guests and cast members by not using profanity or engaging in unsafe, illegal, disruptive, or offensive behavior, jumping lines, saving places and lines for others. Walt Disney World in Florida shares a similar message, encouraging guests to be the magic you want to see in the world and to always treat others with respect, kindness, and compassion. The park warns that those who can't live up to the simple wish will be asked to leave. According to news reports, fights have broken out at the Florida Resort in multiple places over the past year and half uh, including Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom, Toy Story Land, where you would hear that song, in Hollywood Studios, living with the land in Epcot and on the ferry boats to and from the Magic Kingdom. In July of this year, a large fight broke out between two families in front of Peter Pan's flight just months after a woman suffered a head injury after an altercation during the fireworks show. The California park has experienced similar uh, altercations, most recently with a brawl during the Memorial Day weekend. We covered that, in which several guests had to be removed. At the time, the spokesperson for Disneyland issued the following statement, We don't condone this type of reprehensible behavior. Disneyland Resort security intervened swiftly, de-escalated the situation, and removed guests from the park. There's also been uh, fights with relatives in between, you know, between the, the people that are there together. Uh, children could be heard screaming and crying in the background. That's the opposite of what they're wanting to hear at Disneyland. You say we've got a caller? Yeah, he, he's already yelled in my ear. He yelled in your ear? Okay. All right. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. I don't think I yelled in his ear. <laughs> it was loud. <laughs> uh, no, No more joke time for you, sir. Oh, I think you are, are being a little bit hard on Nancy P. Lousy. Am I? What? For, not, yeah, for, for Swanza? 
<laughs> well, she just misspoke. She was just, uh, you know, channeling her inner uh, ghost of Christmas past. And remember when she went to Robert Burt's house, she was saying, well, she said, have a merry swastika. <laughs> what? <laughs> she met Mary Swastika. She went to, you know, good old KKK bird. She's out to Christmas. They, you know, they don their robes and masks. Well, I, I know. Yeah, Robert Bird, uh, one of uh, Hillary Clinton's mentors, as she called him. Yeah, I remember. Right, you don't think, yeah, you don't think Nancy P. Lousy was there, too? I don't know. Celebrating, <laughs> celebrating Swastika Day. <laughs> Well, I'd never heard of Swanza before. That was completely new yeah. for me. That was just a Freudian Freudian slip on her part. Oh, is that what it and was? I have a yes, and I, I have a question. I, I want to psychoanalyze Trey for a second. Okay, Bring what it. possesses you to be an Eagles fan? Just wondering. Oh, it's simple. Lord. I was around at the time Redskins fans and Cowboys fans. And I have a thing called compassion and sanity and <laughs> wanted to be myself. And so I became an Eagles fan. <laughs> well, you say you were around them. Did you live in that area? I'm from, yes. Yeah, so I'm from Mechanicsville, Virginia. So like right outside Richmond. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not, that's not the nearest city of brotherly hate. So I don't understand. I was going to say. I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm from Pennsylvania. Well, you don't and have to pick on an Eagles fan then. You like, don't have to you pick, pick your team based in, on where you wait are. Minute, wait a minute. You're from okay, Pennsylvania. Will, how did you pick the Cowboys? Cause they, because the Steelers you, and the Eagles both hate the Cowboys. <laughs> well, you you just kind of said it yourself, being around other fans. I was around people who were Philadelphia and Pittsburgh fans, and they're horrible people. They sold snowballs at Santa Claus, urine <laughs> bottles drunk. on the opposing teams. <laughs> wow. How can you root for someone like that? <laughs> Ew. Yeah. And you all wonder why. I just, mm. I'm not into the sports thing. And the thing is, what everyone, he, he's deriding Dallas. You know, Dallas was the first team to have a chaplain in their locker room. Landry and Staubach are two of the most religious Christians you will find. They have, they're a very moral team, or at least they used to be. Jimmy Johnson kind of ruined that a little bit. Jerry Jones. I never did care for Jerry Jones, but that doesn't mean I totally give up on the team. But certainly never be an Eagles fan if somebody still snowballs at Santa Claus. Come on. <laughs> that Santa Claus was drunk. That's why they threw snowballs at him. <laughs> Someone didn't read the whole story. Oh, well. So that was That's taken just, out of context. I'm trying to analyze why you would be an Eagles fan. I mean, there, there are... 31 other teams, 30 if you don't want to be a Dallas fan. I mean, um, I could be a Carolina he, fan. He, he, well, you Atlanta know what? Fan. The same reason I like disco. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's a, it's Right now, we can still have the freedom to like whoever we like, even if it's wrong. So, Well, he that. was saying I should be an Eagles fan because I used to live, sort, I mean, I was a couple hours away from Philadelphia. That's one of the reasons you don't be a fan. Like, I, we moved down here. He's going to love this. I rooted for Virginia Tech when Michael Vick had him in the championship game. This. Then, as I worked in Roanoke and was around Virginia Tech fans, I learned to hate them. Oh, okay, Dale, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're breaking up now. Well, good luck ever getting back on the show. <laughs> See, you you guys can never go to Disney together because that would probably end He's up going, going really wrong. My, See, like, digging deep, going after my Hokies. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hokey. All right. You know what Hokie, if you're from Pennsylvania, you know what Hokie stands for? I am. That's what a Hokie is. That's what that's No, Hokie, the dex, I grew up knowing what Hokie was before I ever heard of Virginia Tech. Hokie means something that's not legitimate or real. That's that's a real Hokie thing you just did, or that fake toy is Hokie. Well, I really? I literally grew up with Hokie. That's a, it's looking up in the dictionary actually will tell you the definition of Hokie. That is something that is not up to par, is not real. It's, it's just, it's Hokie. Like, that's lame. That's lame. You know, that's Hokie. That's, it's something that's someone you feel is out of place in society or simply a hick. <laughs> I've, I've been called a hick before because I'm from Tennessee. Well, so I'm okay with that. Deep in Southwest Virginia, so south, yes, Southwest Virginia. <laughs> if I can speak, yeah, they'll own it. Well, we called we called something that wasn't like you got a bad President Christmas that you really want. That's hokey. That's not what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> okay. Don't all worry. Right. I'll come up with another another joke for you before the end of the year. Oh, good please. luck getting back on. That's yeah. all I gotta say. <laughs> now, boys, boys, let's be kind. <laughs> we Let's, can agree to disagree, but you're wrong, Trey. So you know. Okay, oh my Dale. goodness! Oh my goodness! You guys, what am I going to do with you? Again, you can't go to Disney together, so that's probably the best thing to do. Uh, coming up, we're going to be taking a look at um, at Rand Paul, as we promised you we would, um, and we also have some life hacks that I'm going to share with you right now. Life Hack Thursday on the Morning Jam. Morning Jam. So we had quite a few life hacks that were pretty good ones. I think my favorite one so far this morning has been the one about when you take your medicine. You know, that's what a good you, one. That is a good one. Uh, you turn that thing upside. I don't know why I'm so. Now you've had to take medicine for a long time. Yes. Um, yes. So, is that something you struggle with, or is it? Well, I don't just because I've never regular, had to do it, and it's more post-op when I would have to take it regularly. So I don't mm-hmm. take it as regularly now, which is good. Did you forget though? I literally no. forget whether or not I maybe maybe. Oh I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm sick, right? You know, I'll forget if I took like cold medicine or something. Did I take it or did not? Well, usually my especially now like i can tell it's about time for me to take some more because i'm getting kind of hoarse luckily when i was going through my big surgeries i had my mom to keep me in check there you go with her list i like it all right so here's some more life hacks so this one is actually off wife swap a mom had a system with her sponges you downgrade the dish sponge to the wiping off the counter sponge and then to the bathroom tub sponge I don't like sponges at all. I think they're all just germ holders, but but I get it. So it starts out as the dish sponge, and then it goes, See, do you really want that wiping down your counter? I can't go for that one. Just ignore that one. Don't do that. Don't use sponges. <laughs> Boo. No sponges. Um, if you're looking to clean your uh, plated flatware, all you need is some foil, some baking soda, salt, and some boiling water. And that will work just as good as any of those expensive cleansers that you buy over the uh, over the counter. Also, uh, if you get tired of family members using a cup then abandoning it, you can have your own color-coded system 
They have colorful rubber bands that they put around whatever cup they're using for the day and you end up washing fewer dishes. There you go. How about that? That one's not too bad. When we come back, we're going to have Rand Paul telling you how America is spending its money. That's on the way this morning on The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Delilah, I've got so much left to say If every simple song I wrote to you Would take your breath away, I'd write it all Even more in love with me, you'd fall We'd have it all Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Schwanza, Happy Hanukkah Whatever it is you celebrate, be safe Happy Schwanza, that's my favorite Actually, my favorite is Festivus I like to celebrate Festivus. We actually have a neighbor who celebrates Festivus. There's like the big metal pole. Oh, up. I know someone it does too. My uh, my cousin, he uh, he's one of my close friends. He and his has friend the big aluminum from pole? high school will celebrate Festivus. Absolutely, and and one of the best ways to celebrate Festivus. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> That's right. And so does Rand Paul. He has had his uh, airing of the grievances that uh, where he, he comes out and talks about just how bad the spending has been in uh, America. He released his annual airing of the grievances about federal spending and identified nearly half a trillion dollars worth of wasted taxpayers' resources. Here's a little bit from that report with Rand Paul. You would think that a looming recession, spurred largely by exorbitant government spending, would give this Congress pause. But instead of taking a minute to consider what a responsible federal government budget looks like, we are instead placed behind the barrel of a gun, forcing us to choose between letting government expire or blindly passing a $1.7 trillion spending package that not only does not balance, but in fact spends over 10% more than last year. How does Congress spend taxpayers' money? Well, here's just a few examples of how your government currently spends money. We found that they spent last year $2.3 million injecting beagles with cocaine. It seems that they were curious, their researchers were curious, Despite the pain they inflicted on these dogs, they were curious to know if cocaine causes adverse effects. Guess what? Read the newspaper. Read the news. Look at the addicts across our country. You think you need to inject beagles with cocaine to know that cocaine's a bad deal. $700,000 was spent to study how male parrots attract their mate. Really? We've got people who go hungry in our country. We've got people that are trying to get out from behind poverty, and we're spending $700,000 studying how male parrots attract a female. We spent $187,000 to study whether or not dogs help kids cope. Of course they do. Ask any pet owner. Any pet owner could have told you, and we would have saved the taxpayer 
$187,000. We spent $118,000 to study if a metal replica, a robot of Marvel Comics' evil warlord Thanos could snap his fingers. $118,000, really. They apparently hired some dude to wear metal gloves and then try to snap his fingers. You know what? They found out that it's impossible to make a snapping sound with metal fingers. So robots of the world, be warned, it's hard to snap your fingers. Wow. Nice. Unbelievable. I could have told them all the answers to all of those. And I wouldn't have charged them nearly as much money. $480 an hour? Still well, probably wouldn't. Hey, that's a bargain compared to what they're spending some of and the whole thing of, of shooting up beagles with cocaine? What on earth? I mean that is animal abuse and our government's paying for it. PETA, where are you now? I don't have much use for PETA. But in that particular situation, I'd be okay with that. I and mean, now we've got this this 1.9 trillion omnibus spending package you know released in the dead of night voted into law without anybody reading it when is it going to stop and and you, you say who's to blame both sides are to blame if if it takes shutting stuff down shut it down but this stuff has got to stop and yet it doesn't you know it just keeps going on and on and on I don't know when we're ever going to learn. Speaking of when are we ever going to learn. Women have started sharing things men do that they think will impress them that actually has the opposite effect. Get your notebooks out, gentlemen. I was going to say, should I write this down? You might want to. Even if you're trying your best, your attempts at flirting always have the potential of backfiring. That's true. Reddit users recently asked, Women, what are some things that men often think will impress you but actually do not? Here are some of the examples. Telling me any story where you slide in details about how some girl was flirting with you or wanted you so bad. I don't do that. That's good. Now, my my husband will do that Um joking because when whenever we go out the old ladies flirt with him like crazy it's hysterical and he'll he'll come in and say had a couple ladies try to pick me up at the walmart i'm like was it senior day is that is that what it was so it's kind of a it was because it's a running joke that's what he that's why he mentioned it yeah uh doing something dangerous or reckless you are an adult please don't drive like a getaway driver or an f1 racer I don't want you to die on the highway because you want to impress me with your driving skills. I'm not impressed. I'm terrified and a little angry. And assuming I survive this, I'm taking a lift home. I also don't do that. Well, uh, I do. Never mind. I'm not going to incriminate myself on air, but I uh, I don't try to impress people when I drive. Well, good thing, because apparently it doesn't work. Uh, this per- particular person said this also goes for whatever dumb 
you guys do that could result in the loss of life or limb or catastrophic property damage. See, that's that's like some some men think it's impressive if they're riding a motorcycle. Not to all women. Some women are like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to take care of that when you lay that baby down. So, <laughs> next. Uh, insulting other women and thinking it's a compliment because you're so much better than they are. No, that doesn't work. Uh, talking about their skills in the bedroom. Those who are good at things don't need to brag about them. <laughs> wow. I don't do that. Uh, one-upping me. I sometimes do comedy, and if they find out, they try to tell me, uh, tell me this one so you can use it on stage. And, sweetheart, your recycled dad joke only gets a laugh when I'm telling my mates how sad you are. Oh, ouch. I shockingly don't do that either. <laughs> and then um, I went on a first date with a university professor who brought out his positive end-of-term eval scores, spent 15 I... minutes reading some of them to me and explaining that he got first or second highest in his department before asking me to rate him on his first date skills. This is just <laughs> bad. This is just bad dating advice. This is just bad dates. This is not really advice of like things that were... God, yeah, this is just bad. Bragging about working all night or staying up all night for projects. Um, I like sleep and balance. <laughs> I also like sleep. And balance. And then being funny. A natural sense of humor is very attractive, but I've been on too many dates with guys who tried to awkwardly cram their uh, type 5 into casual conversation. You start to feel like a captive audience more than an active participant. And a nonstop riffing bulldozes any chance of a genuine connection. So keep those puns at home, buddy. <laughs> I try not to overdo it on the first date. That I warn them, but I try to. I he try does to it. He can't help it. He can't help himself. If a good pun opportunity comes, he just can't help himself. We got your local headlines coming up, guys. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Another mild day is setting up for today. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. After a cold start, we'll see plenty of sunshine with temperatures warming into the mid to upper 50s. For tonight, mostly clear, a little cold with our temperatures right around freezing. For Friday, plenty of sunshine. We'll see our highs around 60 degrees. Our next system brings rain into the region on Saturday. We'll stay mild into the new year. 27 degrees now in Roanoke and Salem, 31 in Lynchburg, 31 in Bedford, 28 in Amherst, and we have 27 in Appomattox. Well, before we went to break, we were talking about uh, an article where women were sharing things that men think impress them, but actually are a big turnoff. I think this is true not just in dating. I think this is true in, in social interactions in general. So it can be true in the office or on a date, probably. Um, some of the, the, the rest of the things on the list. Being an expert on anything and everything and never admitting you don't know something. Nobody's going to think less of you if you don't know something. Quite the contrary. Uh, someone who talks about fights they've gotten into. I went once went on a date with a guy who brought up fights he had had in the past at least five separate times. I felt like I was on a date with a high schooler. <laughs> uh, trying to low-key assert how wealthy they are. I went on a date with this guy one time who kept hinting at things he could afford and kept mentioning how lucky he was to have such a good salary. 
And on top of that, he didn't ask me anything about myself. It felt icky. <laughs> um, cars. Now, I will, I will say, and this was when I first moved to Lynchburg, I had a, a guy ask me out, and he had, it was a nice car. I think it was a Mercedes. And he said, so do you think you can ride in this car? And I was like, if it has an engine. It looks like the tires are okay. Not, stuff like that never impressed me much at all. Um, this one, this person said, uh, cars. I prefer a reliable beater that screams, I'm paid off. He's financially sound than anything flashy and expensive. And I'm not looking twice, especially if it's a big truck. Interesting. All right. So if it's a big fancy truck and you don't have a job that requires a big fancy truck, not impressed. And people who talk about their very sophisticated wine, liquor, beer, food standards are any monologue that paints them as a... Uh, uh, I'm proud that I basically... Don't do not, any of these things? Yes. <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing. I thought that was interesting, though. And I agree with almost all of them, actually. So there you go. Uh, well, it looks like businesses in Virginia are preparing for that minimum wage increase. That's going to be taking place uh, from a dollar an hour to $12 an hour on January 1. Of course, people are saying they're going to be getting a boost to their paychecks, but are they really? Uh, due to this Virginia law, that increase will take place on January 1. And what it's ended up doing is making businesses take a look at how they're going to handle that bump in pay. Uh, ABC 13 talked to a few businesses, including Lido Pizza, where the co-owner of the restaurant says he only has a handful of employees that he'll have to bump to $12 an hour. And he says that they're going to feel the impact on product and service purchases. Says when minimum wage goes up, I'm not the only one that goes up. Companies that supply things to me have their wages go up, which means there's increases, then mine increases. And so it, it gets really, really tough. It's like a domino effect. Uh, Bert Taylor, who is the owner of Badger on Main in downtown Lynchburg, says the new law is going to cause some price changes. Says he will likely need to cut the hours of his bartenders. That's the opposite of what that's supposed to do. He says it sucks because it hurts your sales, hurts the customer service overall. That's what it does. It hurts the customer service, and that's a hard thing on a small business because we care about our customer service. And uh, and we want you to tell your friends to come over and hang out with us. Um, says most employers in the area uh, are already paying well above minimum wage. That's according to the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance. And I think that's true. I think there's a lot of places that are already paying above that. Um, but there, we're going to see, we are going to see some increases. There's no doubt about that. Um, they spoke with, uh, with another business owner that said they've gotten used to dealing with some of these things since COVID. It's just been one thing after another. They just have to try to figure out a way to move on. But I will tell you, you get sticker shock everywhere you turn, whether you're at the grocery store or going through, you know, a drive through. It's 
everything is so expensive right now. We took the kids out uh, as we were going out to look at Christmas lights, and we find ourselves using, you know, coupons and things like that more than we ever have before. Uh, if you can get coupons, but yeah, definitely some changes coming. Hopefully, it's not going to impact too much, but I guess it it could. Here's a, a good news story out of Gretna. Uh, Omthor International announced yesterday they're going to be building a new facility in the Gretna Industrial Park. It's a $30 million project. It's bringing in roughly 75 to 90 new jobs to the area. Very good news. The branch currently has less than 90. The building is going to be located off Industrial Road in Gretna, which is requiring a connecting road to be constructed. Uh, Executive Vice President said this expansion not only gives them more room to grow, but allows them to do so with efficiency, which is important. The uh, fourth-generation family-owned business started in New York, and they brought their business to Gretna in the early 90s after a deal at a location in New York fell through. They've grown to become the nation's largest truck tank manufacturer. And he says they have no intention of leaving the area. Everything is going to be built here in Gretna. We're staying and investing in Central Virginia. We're not going anywhere. Any growth we have globally will center from Gretna. And that commitment extends into the future. Now, that's one of the the best stories I've heard all day. So, we'll take that one. Omthor International plans to break ground on the new facility in March. They are hoping to open their door January of next year. Well, 2024. Because 2023 is practically here already. So, there you go. That is really good news. I want to mention this story one more time because I think it's really important. Henry County, uh, an already registered sex offender, is wanted in Henry County. And uh, he is wanted for sexually assaulting a six-year-old. The incident took place at Raceway Inn in Martinsville. Lucas Donnelly is 36 years old. He escaped in a blue 2014 Kia Forte. So, especially our truck driver friends out there, be looking for this blue Kia 2014 Kia Forte. They say they tried to stop him on Barrows Road. He continued driving down the Ferrystone Park Highway at speeds over 100 miles an hour. They... He hit another person's car. He drove with his headlights off at high speeds. um, Almost hit a lot of other cars. And they decided that the risk of pursuing him was too great. So they called off the the chase. So he's still out there. He's wanted on six different warrants. He is about 5 foot 9, weighs 270, has brown hair and green eyes. Last seen wearing a gray hoodie and blue jeans. The license plate for his uh, Kia Forte is VWM5364. VWM5364. He's already a registered sex offender on the Virginia State Police Sex Offendry, uh, Offender Registry. The incident that put him on there was a 2012 incident when he was convicted of taking indecent liberties with children. If you see this car, please report him and uh Call 911, or if you're, I doubt he's in the Henry County area. I doubt very seriously he is. He's probably in other, 
another part of Virginia at this point. We have put a link to this story on our page, so you'll be able to see a photo of him and, uh, and, and keep track of that tag number because it would be nice to get him behind bars. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Now, they not only have marvelous fresh seafood and meats there, they also have a great frozen section as well. Uh, and today we're doing seafood. We're doing a pan-seared cod in a white wine tomato basil sauce. Something light and refreshing and uh, a bit healthier as we're making our way out of the holidays and into the new year. Uh, what you're going to need, of course, is some beautiful white fish. And you're going to start by making the tomato basil sauce. You'll need two tablespoons of olive oil. You're going to put about a fourth of a teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes in that, along with three garlic cloves, finely minced, and a pint of cherry or grape tomatoes sliced in half. And you're just going to want to blister those tomatoes a little bit. Uh, So once they get kind of blistered, you want the tomatoes to hold their shape, but just kind of blister them up. Then you're going to add a fourth of a cup of dry white wine, a half a cup of fresh basil, finely chopped, two tablespoons of fresh lemon juice, a half a teaspoon of fresh lemon zest, a little bit of salt and fresh ground pepper then taste it if it needs if it's a little acidic put in a little bit of sugar to to balance that out and then once that is done you're going to remove it to a bowl and let it rest while you prepare the cod take the codfish dry it off really well salt it and pepper it on both sides take a couple of tablespoons of olive oil and you're just going to sear that cod about four minutes on either side and that should just about cook it through you don't want to overcook it once you get that seared on both sides you're going to pour that beautiful sauce that you made over top of it and just let that warm up maybe two minutes and then it's ready to serve you can serve it up with a nice mixed veg maybe a a salad you could serve this over pasta if you wanted to because the uh, tomato basil sauce really lends itself to that it is fresh it is fast it is delicious check out the recipe by going to facebook type in janet's five and dine you'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by fnl market where their meats are cut above before you fire up the coffee maker turn on the morning jam the morning jam It's about 10 minutes away from 9 o'clock this morning. I'm Janet Rose. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Jam. You know, uh, our friends in Buffalo, New York, that cold snap is really taking its toll. We talked with Jim Crisula about some of this uh, on yesterday's show. Uh, You know, Buffalo is used to dealing with some significant snowfall, really bad winter storms. But this storm in particular really seems to be taking its toll on that area. Uh, Deaths are approaching 40 from the region's deadliest storm in generations. Homes are just now beginning to warm up after days without heat. Uh, Drivers are still claiming cars that they had had to abandon. Uh, It is a region that prides itself on being able to handle frequent and heavy snowfall. Why was this storm different? Officials are saying 
They declared emergencies, warned residents, and positioned crews and equipment well before the first storm winds blew in. But the ferocity of the blizzard packing near hurricane-force winds and more than four feet of snow severely limited what crews could do, even in responding to 911 calls. On Wednesday, they say, tensions surfaced between the region's two top elected officials with uh, Erie County executives swiping at snow removal efforts in the county seat of Buffalo, where a driving ban remained in place and National Guard troops had to help enforce it. Uh, The city, unfortunately, is always the last to open. It's embarrassing, to tell you the truth. In the aftermath of the storm, many of the dead were found outside. Others were in snow-covered vehicles and unheated homes. Some were stricken after clearing snow. Others died while awaiting help during a medical crisis. And the thing is, they saw it coming. Four days before the arrival of bad weather, they warned of a powerful storm and repeated the warning with increasing detail. Sometimes I wonder if when you're in situations like this, if you have people, I mean, it's just like people who who are in hurricanes and they're older people and they're like, oh, we survived this before you know, I know what I'm doing. Take this story out of Buffalo. Casey Macaron's mother, she always said, was kind of a superwoman. But even so, when Monique Alexander decided to go out on Christmas Eve, Macaron worried. It would have been a simple decision any other day, but the blizzard was settling in, one that would leave uh, some parts of western New York under more than 50 inches of snow. Macaron was feeling anxious already watching the notifications about closures of stores, she told CNN. But her mother wanted to go out, and Alexander, 52, said, she's 52 years old, said she'd be right back. And she left without mentioning where she was going. Macaron, who had lived with Alexander since August, said she just assumed her mother was trying to get to the stores before they closed, because it was Christmas Eve. Alexander never made it back. Never got home. Yeah, I mean... And, I, and and this is what's so bad about this. she Her body was discovered just a few hundred feet from her house. Like, she didn't even make it a few hundred feet away from her home. Well, I remember seeing videos of... So, like, the Bills played in <clears throat> Chicago. Buffalo Bills played in Chicago on New Year... On Christmas Eve. And so they couldn't fly back till I guess, the next day. And, like, their cars were buried in the snow. And they yeah, had the I'm lake sure. effect, too, where the, right, the right. snow comes off the lake. Like, mm-hmm. And, like, some guy was driving out, and it looked like a foot plus of snow just on t- on the top of the car. Well, they said they kept waiting for her to come home. And they knew something was wrong. So, uh, you know, she said, I-, I knew something was wrong right away. I kind of accepted it instantly. But it's hard knowing she was outside for so long, too, because... Uh, There were no emergency responders allowed to come outside. Uh, She said speaking uh, outside of her home on Wednesday. And she says her mom had the kind of personality that you couldn't talk her out of anything. She was just, if she said she was going to go do something, she was going to go do it. Now, we had cold temperatures here. We didn't have anything like that, though. Um, That being said, we did lose, we did have people lose their lives because of, of some of the weather that we had. We had this situation, people trying to cross the river when they shouldn't have been. We talk about that all the time. About, you know, you don't know how 
deep that water is. It doesn't take much water to sweep your car away. And then if you're, if it's, you know, 14 degrees outside and you're in water, you're not going to make it long for sure. Um, but when it's too cold for you, what does that mean when it comes to, you know, your pets? I People were laughing at me because I had sweaters on my dogs over this past weekend, but it was cold. And especially Buddy. Buddy does not handle the cold very well. He's an outside dog. So, yes, he had a sweater on. Rogan doesn't care. I don't know if he's just a knucklehead. I think he doesn't care about a lot of things. He, well, there, there is that. But he did. I mean, he never shivered. He never, you know. Well, that. So, like, Roscoe, my parents' dog, is a Jack Russell, and he got out. He actually, like, the back gate in our, or the gate on the side of our our parents' house was open, and he just snuck through it. And he ran across the street, and this was, like, one of the rare times where he'll just ignore my mom. Like, he'll be like, oh, I'm gone. Yeah, puppy <laughs> Paul. Yeah, you get the finger, and then the puppy yeah. finger, and yeah. then they just go do their thing. Yeah, and. But he was so cold. He like yeah, right. he walked up to my mom. Like my mom walked across the street. And he's like, she's like, Roscoe, come here. And he was like shivering. Okay, hold walking. me. He's like, yep, I made a mistake. I had that with um, Winston. Winston did that. Like he he darted down the steps. I mean, he didn't even make it to the sidewalk. And he was like, oh crap. And he immediately came back. Um, but if it if, if the temperature feels here's the thing, one dog might react one way. One dog might react another way. Um, and they say one of the things that you can, you know, look at, especially small breeds, dogs with thin coats, very young dogs, or, or very old dogs, or sick dogs, that can be very dangerous if they're if they're outside for too long. And Buddy is he, Buddy's nine now, so you know, I guess technically he's getting older. But they say the best way to monitor your dog when they're outside is watch their behavior. If they're acting anxious, whining, slowing down. Um, shivering, searching for a warm location, or holding up one or more of its paws, it's time to end that walk. Ta done. You know, you know, you need to to just stop. Pet MD says to not just look at the thermometer when determining whether to take your pet outside. Uh, the temperature as it registers on the thermometer is not the only factor. You got to take in wind chill, dampness, cloud cover, activity while in the elements. And they also say if you see pets left outside in the cold, to say something. One of the most common forms of animal cruelty is uh, animals left outside in dangerous weather. And they're investigated more by police and animal control agencies than any other form of animal abuse. That according to the Humane Society. So, But now, my, my son's dog, Bella, is a Pyrenees. And she has got so much fur that she could go out in it and it was like whatever and we we had a dog and i think she had pyrenees in her too she would jump in the pond and literally cut through the ice swimming in it yeah hooky seems to be okay in the cold like when we go for our walks i think it varies he'll uh breed i try breed. to what i'll do is when we come back i'll try to put a blanket on him yeah and does he accept that or is he like he will he'll, okay he'll, 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 he'll take the blanket and he'll be okay with it at first when when rogan was a puppy he would just be like Nah. He thought like it was a game or something. Like, oh, I'm supposed to grab the... But now, when he gets out of the tub, he knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. So he's like, rub me down and don't miss anything. So watch your uh, watch your pups. It's still pretty pretty chilly out there. Although during the day, it's kind of nice. If you're going to walk them, try to do it around lunchtime, probably. That's going to be the best time to do that. 
Well, we appreciate you joining us uh, this morning. We'll be back tomorrow. Look forward to spending Friday with you. We'll have to get the Friday funnies out for the first of the year. Getting you ready for New Year's Day. It's coming, ready or not. Have a great day, guys.